This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, April 25th, 2022. I hope everybody had a great weekend and uh, was able to enjoy some beautiful weather, if that was the case in your neck of the woods. There's so many things trending in the world of professional wrestling right now, so let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. Andrew Ravens is reporting in this hour for E-Wrestling News. WWE SmackDown viewership, the results are in. Now, last week's episode of WWE SmackDown drew one point. 9 million viewers on Fox. Now, this is down from the 2.1 million viewers they did just a week ago. Now, SmackDown did pull a 0.47 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which is once again down from last week's 0.48 rating. Now, the numbers are the lowest the show has done since July 2nd of 2021. It does need to be taken into consideration that the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC are also dominating the cycle of sports and as of ratings. Now, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the news. The show featured Mad Cat Moss versus 
versus Angle. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a Lumberjack match. Riddle versus Jey Uso, a contract signing between Ronda Rousey and SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. If you'd like to find out more of it, you can go ahead and follow Brandon Thurston on WrestleNomics. All right, also coming in at this hour, the ratings are in for AEW Rampage as well. Andrew Ravens is reporting in at this hour. Friday night's AEW Rampage on TNT pulled in 518,000 total viewers. They drew a .19 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. Now, last week did 482,000 viewers with a .22 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, once again, which was an earlier time slot. Now, the show ranked 14th on cable that night. Once again, Branson Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the news. Once again, the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC have dominated the weekly scheduling and for the ratings in the specific 18 to 49 demographic. The episode featured TBS champion Jade Cargill versus Marina Sharif, Adam Cole versus Ishii, Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia, and Lance Archer versus Sir Pentago. If you'd like to find out more about the ratings, go ahead and follow Brandon Thurston with WrestleNomics. Also coming in at this hour, a look at the WWE Championship reveals some new news on Randy Orton and The Young Rock, all being reported by Ryan Clark right now. WWE Shop is selling a new championship title. Additionally, a new Randy Orton Legend Killer Retro t-shirt has been added to the website. A new episode of The Young Rock will be airing tomorrow on NBC. Now, the show synopsis will be this. Ada and Rocky's marriage hits a rough patch when a teenager, Dwayne, questions his dad's decision in making. Ada tells him the story of how she and Rocky met. In 2032, candidate Johnson decides to face his challenger head on. So many things are going to be happening with the new season of The Young Rock. You can definitely check that out. All right, wrestling news also is continuing at this hour. Preston Vance discusses his battle with Crohn's disease. Many of you know Preston Vance is a AEW star, and he's also inside the Dark Order. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. The Dark Order's Preston Vance, also known as number 10, recently took to Twitter to comment on being diagnosed with Crohn's disease when he was a young kid and how it eventually led to his love for professional wrestling and more. Vance would go on to say, 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I was so young, I had no idea what it was or how it was going to impact my life. I spent a lot of the time at the Uni University of Michigan Pediatrics Hospital. I was always miserable making the trip there. To make it better, my mom would stop off at Toys R Us and let me pick out a wrestling action figure. During that time is when I truly became obsessed with pro wrestling. I made a promise to my Myself that no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be one of these larger than life figures that I idolized on TV. 20 years forward, now I've been wrestling for six years and currently two with the best company in the world, All Elite Wrestling. But more importantly, thanks to my doctors who found the right treatment that worked for me early on and I've been in remission now for 14 years and counting. I didn't have this setback as such a young kid. I don't know if I'd be the person I am today. If you'd like to read the entire article from Preston Vance, you can go over to eWrestling news and Ryan Clark is reporting in at this hour. More news from Ryan Clark. Theory, formerly known as Austin Theory, apologizes to John Cena for being a better U.S. champion than he was. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. WWE United States Champion Theory recently took to Twitter and apologized to John Cena for being a better U.S. champion than he ever was. Cena saw the tweet and noted Theory has nothing to apologize for. And then Theory simply went ahead and tweeted back at him. Everyone understands that you have far more talent, strength, and gifts than I ever had. Don't apologize for that, ever. An apology should come 
20 years from now if you fail to provide the effort needed to turn your potential into your legacy. I hope that day never comes. Now, everyone is wanting to know, well, what did John Cena have to say as well? Cena said is just what I said before. Everyone understands that you've made, you have far more talent and strength and gifts than I ever had. Don't apologize for that. An apology should come 20 years from now if you fail to provide the effort. So many things that John Cena has said on social media has been very positive, not only to Austin Theory, but to the WWE universe as well. If you'd like to find out more about Austin Theory and the interactions he had with John Cena on social media, Ryan Clark has that trending right now on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and give you an update on the Tammy Sitch situation. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour, WWE Hall of Famer Sonny denies responsibility for the fatal car crash. WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sonny Sitch has refused to accept the blame for the fatal car crash that left one person dead. Sitch was driving when her car collided with a vehicle that had been stopped at a traffic light, and then that car collided with the vehicle in front of it. Now, 75-year-old Julian Lenfrancis was killed, and his family has since filed a lawsuit against the Hall of Famer and her boyfriend, James Pennant. Now, responding to a fan on social media recently who asked how fast she was going and whether she was intoxicated at the time or not, Cinch claimed she was driving only 10 miles an hour. She also added that the man died of a heart attack instead of due to the crash and that she was suffering a seizure at that time. If you'd like to go ahead and read more about the interactions that Sonny, Tammy Sitch, is having with people on social media right now and the fact that there could be some impending legal issues for her, go ahead and check out Thomas Lawson on eWrestling News. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue on eWrestling News. Tony Schiavone hopes Warner Media Discovery merger leads to AEW streaming service. Ryan Clark is reporting in at this hour. AEW commentator Tony Schiavone was a recent guest on the What Happened When podcast and commented on the recent merger between Warner Media and Discovery and believing it could lead to a streaming service for AEW. Schiavone would go on to say, and I quote, from the people I've talked with, no concerns with a merger for me on the surface. Yes, because I know what happened before, but I think we have a viable enough product. If Discovery says they want wrestling, we could end up somewhere else. The cons are pretty plugged in right now. That's the difference about this regarding the Time Warner Discovery merger. Now, if they don't want us, well, then we still have a business we can do. I think there's always some room for us to grow, but there's also some room for concern. But we build a very good relationship with Warner Media. If the merger comes through, as we have been reading, they'll be clearing out a lot of people. It seems that they're really into big on streaming services going forward with their product. What I hope this means is that we are finally going to have a streaming service. In other words, we are finally going to have our own network where we can show old and new shows. If you'd like to read more about what Tony Schiavone had to say about the Warner merge with Discovery, you can go ahead and read it. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Ryan Clark is also writing at this hour. WWE has their lineups for their four-day European tour that has been previously announced. WWE is heading to Europe later this week for a four-day tour of the country. Two of the events will take place in England and one will be held in Paris and the final show will be taking place in Germany. You can check out all of the lineups for all of the shows that are going to be coming up. Now, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will be taking on Drew McIntyre. SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks. The Raw Tag Team Champions 
RK Bro versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Usos also featured for the tour is going to be Bobby Lashley, Ronda Rousey, Naomi, Ricochet, Gunther, and more. For the shows that are going to be happening Friday in London at the O2 Arena, undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will take on Drew McIntyre. SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair will take on Ronda Rousey. Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos. Once again, also advertised Bobby Lashley, Lashley, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Ricochet, Gunther, and more. Now, for the Saturday show that's going to be happening in Paris at the Arcor Arena, once again, Roman Reigns takes on Drew McIntyre, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, RK Bro versus the Usos, and the same people are being once again mentioned that they will be also advertised. And in Sunday, which will be happening in Leipzig, Germany, we will be having more, and Randy Orton is going to be there as well. Once again, if you'd like to know the lineups for the shows, you can go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News. We have all of that information right now, and Ryan Clark is writing in at this time. So, more information about AEW. Ryan Clark, who's had a busy day breaking news so far today, is writing in this. According to a report from the Wrestling Observer, the match between Eddie Kingston and Daniel Garcia that took place last Friday night episode of AEW Rampage was edited for time. Now, During the TV tapings, which is on Wednesday night, as Rampage is taped directly after Dynamite goes off the air live, the match originally ran for about 22 minutes. When the match aired on television, it only went for a little over 12. Of course, that means around 10 minutes of the match were officially edited out some things fans did get to see some things fan didn't get to see just because sometimes it boils down to timing aew rampage to switch time slots frequently due to the nba playoffs now we've seen this with wwe before back in the 90s when they had the westminster abbey and the u.s open with the usa network but rampage who shares a network with tnt and covers the NBA playoffs. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer, AEW Rampage will be airing at different time slots in the upcoming weeks. Now, while the show is still expected to air on Friday nights each week, it isn't 100% confirmed. The time changes due to the ongoing playoffs, once again, which we have mentioned, are on ABC and TNT. Now, this Friday night, AEW Rampage will air at its usual 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. However, on May the 6th, the show is being listed on TV Guide as being at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard and 3 p.m. Pacific. Now, if there are an NBA or NHL playoff games that air on TNT on Friday nights, the start of AEW Rampage will, in fact, most likely change. Stay tuned to everything from eWrestling News and Ryan Clark as well for all the updates on what may be happening with the wrestling changes between now and then. Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour. William Regal discusses the creative freedom he has with his character in AEW. During a recent appearance on the Talk is Jericho podcast, AEW star William Regal commented on what it's like working with the Blackpool Combat Club in AEW, the creative freedom he has with his own character, and so much more. Here is some of the highlights on working with the Blackpool Combat Club in AEW. William Regal would go on to say, When I was asked to come here, it was like, can you just give me like a month to get my legs underneath myself for a bit? You know what I'm like. I can't help my wrestling brain. I don't feel like we're in, I'm where I need to be right now, but I do feel like I'm getting there. I'm still just trying to figure things out. I'm in a company, and there are a lot of things that are happening. But I'll be honest with you. I've just been in a job for so long now, and now I'm in a new one. What's everybody going to think with I'm being here? Or do they think I'm going to be coming in here to take somebody's spot? 
If you'd like to read more about what he has to say about when he's coming into AEW, specifically regarding his character, you can continue to follow this article as well. When he talks about creative freedom with his character, William Regal goes on to say, I've got the freedom to just be me again and have my little nuances, my little twitches and ticks and stuff when I'm out there or just talking. I'm able to go all over the place. I have no idea where I'm going to go sometimes. I just go out there and it's just how it used to be when I used to work. Basically, although I'm not a big fan of always doing things like that, but sometimes I like to go out and just have some fun. Now, I've gotten the freedom to do that again, and I can be out there with people around me who are the greatest, and I love being involved, and I don't want to overshadow them. I don't want to take anything away from them. If you're a William Regal fan and you'd like to read more about his interview, you can go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News. Ryan Clark has it right now, or you can go ahead and download the Talk is Jericho podcast if you would like to hear all of it in its entirety. Ryan Clark is also writing on this hour. Kevin Owens reacts to Tommaso Ciampa being called up to WWE Raw. During a recent appearance on After the Bell with Corey Graves podcast, WWE superstar Kevin Owens commented on Tommaso Ciampa recently being called up to the main roster. The crowd reaction Ciampa received when he came out to the ring and so much more. Now, on the specific aspects of Tommaso Ciampa being called up to Raw, Kevin Owens had the following to say. I asked him every week, are you called up? Are you getting the call to come up yet? He goes, I don't know. I just don't know. Then I finally was eventually told that it is going to happen. They're going to have me on Raw. Tomasho officially was called up. I let Owens know. That's great. He's been around for so many weeks now, and I can't wait to keep working with him. He's one of the closest friends in wrestling that I've had for a such a long time. Now, in the crowd reaction that Champa has received, he would say, and I quote, it's funny because I was just talking to Bruce Pritchard on Monday about him. Some people probably don't even get the chance to watch main event, but main event every week is, has incredible matches that people should go out of their way to watch. I feel like it's been building for a while. Tommaso was working on main event almost every week. He has NXT exposure, obviously, but when you go out there in the arena for Raw, sometimes 70% of the audience, they know what NXT is, but they really don't pay attention too much to it. The brands have been kept separate, so they don't always know who this guy or that guy is. On Monday, he came out to a huge reaction, though. He's having matches with people who are getting behind him so very much. I was telling Bruce that this is so special. Not everybody gets to come up the way that he does right now, especially with a fanfare. No real machine, but just put him out there and see what happens. Crowds are really responding to him. It is very organic, says Owens, and that's really cool to see. That doesn't happen to everybody. If you'd like to read more about what Kevin Owens has to say about Tommaso Ciampa being officially called up to the WWE main roster, go ahead and check out Ryan Clark's article. Andrew Ravings is reporting at this hour. Another surprise name planned for tonight's WWE Raw. And there are some stars backstage at SmackDown. There are several SmackDown stars backstage tonight at WWE Raw, according to PW Insider. Now, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, are there, and they could appear for a further build to the title unification bout with Raw Tag Team Champions RK-Bro at WrestleMania Backlash coming up. Also in attendance are The New Day, 
Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland. Should be a very interesting Monday Night Raw. Definitely check it out tonight at 8 p.m. on the USA Network. Once again, it's a three-hour Monday Night Raw. Fightful Select reports that there were also plans for Kane to appear in some capacity on the show, and one early pitch was him to be involved in a segment with Ezekiel and Kevin Owens. It'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition tonight. Now, Kane is the mayor of Knox County and has made several appearances in WWE over the past few years, and being a politician, he definitely is still feeling comfortable in front of the camera. He has not wrestled since 2018. You can check out all the latest updates of what's going to be happening on Raw, but specifically tonight, Bianca Belair takes on Sonya Deville for the Raw Women's Championship, and Randy Orton's 20-year celebration is scheduled to happen as well. Becky Lynch returns to Raw, and there's going to be an arm wrestling challenge between Bobby Lashley and Omos. If you're interested in Monday Night Raw, once again, check it out. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour. Vince McMahon reportedly sees WWE Raw superstar as a young John Cena. WWE CEO Vince McMahon has had big plans for the new United States champion Theory, formerly known as Austin Theory, and considers the young superstar to be the new John Cena. Now, Theory and McMahon have been paired on screen since last November and the two celebrated after Theory's win over Finn Balor last week on Monday Night Raw. Now, according to Russell Votes, this support isn't just on camera, as McMahon considers Theory to be the newer version of a big WWE superstar, specifically the next John Cena. Like Theory, Cena's first title in WWE was the U.S. Championship, which he won from the big show at WrestleMania 20. If you'd like to find out more of what Vince McMahon thinks about Austin Theory and his futures, go ahead, definitely cruise on over to E-Wrestling News and check out the article by Thomas Lawson. AEW News. They announce a new set of dark tapings. AEW has announced today that the next set of dark tapings from Universal Studios in Orlando will be taking place on this coming Sunday. Wardlow, Jade Cargill, Orange Cassidy, Tony Storm, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, and more are advertised on the poster. What it says on social media, join us live when AEW returns to Universal Orlando Studios for a spectacular Sunday of AEW Dark Tapings. May 1st, Session 1 is 2 to 5 p.m. Session 2 is 7 to 10 p.m. Make sure you go ahead. Seats are limited. Get your tickets at AEWTix.com. If you'd like to find out more about the tapings that they do at Universal Studios, follow AEW on social media. Andrew Ravens is also reporting at this hour regarding Raw's superstar Omos. Omos reveals he once had a brain tumor. Omos appeared on this week's Out of Character with Ryan Satin podcast, where he discussed his quick growth spurt as a kid. He said, and I quote, When I was 11, I was about 6'1". By the time I was 13, I was 6'3", he said. By the time I was 15, I was already 6'11". Omos noted that he found out that he had a brain tumor on his pituitary gland, way back in 2012. He would go on to say, my coaches in college said, I don't know who this guy is, but it seems like he's very high up as far as when it comes to campus life. I want you to look at this email. So I read it and I just said, wow, I noticed. I didn't know about him and having a brain tumor. And that was something that was very scary. He had a pituitary tumor and it needed to get checked out ASAP. I'm reading this email thinking, no way, I'm fine. I looked at my coaches and I said, 
I don't think I have anything to worry about, but hey, I think it's best that I just make sure I get it checked out so I can have some peace of mind. If you'd like to go ahead and read more about Omos's experience with having the tumor on his pituitary gland and how he got that taken care of, go ahead and check out Andrew Raven's article right now, which is over on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing in its hour. WWE Network programming scheduled to air this week on Peacock. WWE issued the following regarding its Peacock Network scheduled this week. Now, Monday, April 25th, Raw Talk will be happening at 11.05 shortly after WWE Monday Night Raw goes off the air. Wednesday, April 27th, they'll have Monday Night Raw uh, from 3.28. And then WWE The Bump, which will be happening at 10 a.m. And WWE NXT as well. On Thursday, April 28th, it'll be NXT UK at 3 p.m. And that is the official week as far as uh, Thursday is concerned. Friday the 29th, the best of WWE, specifically focusing on ECW. Also on Friday, NXT level up at 10 p.m. Saturday, April 30th, WWE main event from April the 11th, Talking Smack, ICW Fight Club, WXW Inner Circle, and Progress Chapter 132. And finally, Sunday, May 1st, Friday Night Smackdown. If you'd like to find out more about the programming that is going to be airing on the WWE slash Peacock Network, you can go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens at this hour. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump on over to our good friends at Wrestling Inc. Now, as many people have found out last week, WWE has considered doing a ranking system. Well, WWE wanted to find out what the fans thought, and the fans chimed in as well. Earlier this weekend, WWE sent out a survey to select members of the WWE Universe, and the question came out, would they consider doing a ranking system? Now, how often would you attend live events and watch premium events? Are the fans interested? Are the fans interested in a wrestling ranking system? Are the fans interested in more behind-the-scenes working of WWE? In which social media platforms do you follow the most on WWE? Now, along with the ranking system, WWE has taken so many interests in what other aspects of the business that wrestling fans want to know more about. WWE has been releasing several surveys as of late to go ahead and gauge the temperature of their brand. Now, there's been a survey that was coming out about WWE WrestleMania Backlash as well. And for that particular card, fans were asked to rank the matches from not interested at all to extremely interested. Now, WWE did once have a ranking system kind of of sorts. It was called the Power Rankings or the Power 25 during its active years being used. The main difference between AEW's current ranking system and WWE was the wins, losses, and draws were not the sole focus of the ranking systems in WWE at the time. It was more centered around who made a bigger impact on WWE television for that week, whether that was a great promo, a great match, a great backstage segment, and so many more. However, WWE decided to shoot down the concept of continuing to use it after November of 2017. Brooke Hogan is in the news right now. Wrestling Inc. is writing in at this hour. Brooke Hogan dodges a Hulk Hogan question and wrestlers union. Brooke Hogan, the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan, was recently interviewed at a fan convention. Now, during the interview, Brooke, 
Brooke br brought up the controversial subject regarding the lack of a union that is being used in professional wrestling. She would go on to say, it's funny because I was talking to Brittany Page, Diamond Dallas Page's daughter, and we were like, why isn't there a wrestling union, Brooke said. Brooke then added, I gave it to Google, and I really didn't want to dive too much into that. As seen in prior videos as well, Hulk Hogan is the reason there is no wrestling union. Now, many of you know that Jesse Ventura did approach Vince McMahon many years ago and was pitching the idea of a wrestling union. Well, Hulk Hogan had heard about it and then went to Vince McMahon, according to rumor, and Vince then shot the idea down. When it was asked, Brooke says, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. If you'd like to hear more about the question that she shot down and didn't really want to answer, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. right now. They have the article about Brooke Hogan. Are you enjoying headlines? Definitely go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. I would love to know what your thoughts are about every day's daily podcast about what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. All right, WWE is planning a big update. Kelly Halut is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. WWE is planning a big return for Asuka. Now, there's an imminent plans for Asuka to return to WWE, according to Fightful Select. According to the report, as of this weekend, the plan is for Asuka to enter at least into a short-term program with Becky Lynch. Asuka's return could be as soon as this week on Raw, which would mean tonight. It's also noted that there have been other numerous pitches made for talent and creative as far as how would they bring her back and in what capacity. In February, WWE officials reported for Fightful that they expected to bring her back in the spring, but they really weren't sure on her return. Asuka has not appeared on WWE programming since Money in the Bank 2021, which happened in July. Now, her match at Money in the Bank in 2021 was the only time she competed in front of a full crowd since March of 2020. If you'd like to find out more about what's happening with Asuka and what maybe some initial plans are going to be for her, go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. Let's talk a little MLW. Mark Middleton is writing in at this hour. MLW has officially responded to WWE's motion to dismiss their federal antitrust lawsuit. Now, as it's been noted, MLW filed a lawsuit back in January detailing WWE's alleged ongoing attempts to undermine competition and monopolize the world of professional wrestling and the market by interfering with MLW's contracts and business prospects. For full detail of the breakdown of the allegations MLW has against WWE, you can go ahead and check it over at Wrestling Inc. It was also revealed that in mid-March, WWE filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit, which included jabs at MLW for giving up on competing with in-ring products. Now, back in March, we also noted how MLW owner Court Bauer issued a response to WWE's motion to dismiss, and they said he looks forward to making his case in court. Bauer would say, of course, WWE is scrambling to dismiss. They don't want this thing to go to court. I look forward to the opportunity, Bauer said. Now, in an update, MLW's response to WWE's motion to dismiss was issued on Friday, April 22nd, before the United States District Court in Northern District of California, according to PWI and Sarah. This was the final date they had to file for a response. MLW argued that the court should deny WWE's motion to dismiss. If you'd like to read more about this, and this is very, very detailed, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. right now. Mark Middleton has all of the information regarding this story. 
All right, Brody King. Let's talk a little bit about Brody King. He came into AEW several months ago. He's been continuing to make waves on the independent scene. But Brody King describes Buddy Murphy's backstage demeanor. Tyler Miller is reporting in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. AEW star and House of Black member Brody King recently appeared on an episode of Wrestling Perspective podcast where he discussed the House of Black and tag team wrestling now in the industry as a whole. Throughout his wrestling career, Brody King has been part of a couple of different factions, Villain Enterprises, King of the Black Throne, and recently the House of Black, just to name a few. The King was questioned whether or not he was happy with being a part of teams and stables. He would say, and I quote, It's funny because I've never considered myself a tag team or stable member. It wasn't until recently that I was like, well, I won the Crockett Cup, I won the NWA tag team titles, I won the Ring of Honor tag team titles, I've won the PWG tag team titles. I guess that makes me a tag team wrestler. But like in my mind, I've always been just a singles wrestler. But I guess I really work well with being in a team. Now on the Indies, King teamed up with Malachi Black, who was then known as Tommy End, and the Kings of Black Throne. When King first arrived in AEW, he was instantly reunited with his former tag team partner. And Brody King was asked whether or not he wanted to be part of House of Black. He would go on to say, I think I very much wanted it as far as House of Black was concerned, especially once Tom Malachi Black was released from WWE and it became more of a possibility that we could be back together. I thought it would be cool. There's no other tag team in history that looks the way we do. It's like there's a lot of tattooed wrestlers out there, but we're like, Heavily tattooed wrestlers, just the two of us. And obviously our styles are very much different, but we also complement each other really well. And we both know how we share some real life experience as well. Now, he also made some comments about Buddy Murphy. He's the newest member of the House of Black, and during his time in WWE, Matthews, then known as Buddy Murphy, had a short feud with Malachi Black, a feud in which Malachi came out on top on. When the topic of Buddy Matthews came up around, he called the odd man out. He said, well, when you were asked from the most recent member of the House of Black mem member, he said, this is what the king has to say. He, meaning Buddy Matthews, he's so unbelievably jacked. I've ever seen anyone who looks like that and can kick the shit out of you all at the same time. Once again, if you'd like to read more about what Brody King has to say, head on over to Wrestling Inc. Tyler Miller has the article right now. All right, there's so many things that are happening in the world of pro wrestling. Once again, continue to follow us on Headlines. It's your daily one-stop shop for all the wrestling news that's happening and trending at this hour. No need to go ahead and go website to website. Listen to our podcast and you can get all the news you need so you can get back to your day. That's going to do it for all the news on today's episode. Once again, hit me up on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D, and continue with those downloads. You guys have done an amazing job, and we are so grateful. It looks like April's going to be another record-breaking month with downloads, and I truly appreciate all the support. That's going to do it for today. We'll check you out tomorrow on a new episode of Headlines.